your wedding day supposed to be one of the best days of your life? What's well, it supposed to be one of the best days of your life? Of course, it is one of the best days of your life. Uh, but it uh, could also be one of the more expensive, from dresses to bands to venues. How much are we spending and how can we budget properly for it? Uh, joining me on the line this morning is uh, wedding planner Michelle McDermott, Sean Lally from Hotel Woodstock in Ennis. They host a lot of weddings there. And in the studio, we have Joanne Madden from First Choice Financial Services. Uh, you're all very welcome and thank you for joining us. Um, so, how expensive is it, I suppose? Uh, Michelle, um Organising a wedding, paying for a wedding, you know, this year and into next year, because I suppose a lot of people are doing it well in advance. Is it uh, very costly now? Absolutely. Uh, good morning, Joe. Good morning. A wedding um, is is a very um, expensive, um, obviously, outlay for any uh, couple. But there are ways, of course, um, of... Um, you know, budgeting and being um, a little bit better with the figures and starting out, I suppose you would definitely say, um, do a budget. That's the first thing. And how much have you to spend? How much? Um, and put that down. And up to 50%, um, you should allocate maybe to the venue or thereabouts. Sean will probably, uh, you know, be able to reconfirm on that. But And then the other 50% for everything else. So that should give you good guidelines to um, work with. So if it's 30,000 you have, or, you know, you divide 15 and 15, and there you go. But there are ways, really, things like after that then... Invite fewer (laughs) people, especially people that you don't like. (laughs) Well, that's one way you can have a more intimate wedding. Absolutely, Joe. But also marry... See, I knew you'd have a nice word for it. Absolutely, Marry out of season, possibly maybe midweek. Um, very, you know, becoming more and more popular now. I think we're up to near twenty or twenty-two percent looking at it, it, those uh, weddings for twenty twenty-three midweek Sundays. Um, As a matter of interest, Michelle, what is out of season? Out of season. Well, October um, would start maybe the, the shoulder season, October, November. Then December it ranks up again, particularly in the Irish market, as we know. It's a very popular month. And then January, February, um, March would become out of... So uh, presumably if you held your wedding at the end of January, you'd have loads of excuses for relatives not being able to get home or ever just back after Christmas and cut it down to five or six people and away you go. <laughs> You could think about that way, all right, all right, Joe. But the, also the other thing, I suppose, a little bit about out of season, when you're talking to vendors and suppliers and all that for your wedding, you have a much bigger choice, obviously, when you're out of season because they're not as in demand and more um, negotiating power with them. Um, they're willing maybe, to, you know, to have some discounts and throw in a little bit of extra here and there and stuff. So so there's a lot of pluses for going um, off season um, in terms even of the availability of suppliers and then it, it helps the the overall budget for your wedding and um, i would also say joe just in terms of a budget always good to put a contingency um amount into including your budget because of over 50 percent nearly 60 percent of couples go over budget so really ha- yeah yeah it, it is it is high naturally because you, you know, and, and what happens is it's just that last little bit oh jeepers that'll make all the difference now if i have just roses being thrown in front of me as i go up and down the aisle 
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So you have to be very, very disciplined um, when you with your budget and try and keep to it. But exactly, last minute and you know, inviting extra people. Uh, you know, the groom meets somebody out on a Friday night and says, "Oh, I should have invited you and three others." And so you know, so well, I mean, if, if you know yourself, if you get an invite like that, you know, and it comes in at the last minute and the wedding's the next day, sure, you know, well, you've been forgotten. And you're as well off just letting it be, aren't you? Well, no, I'm talking about a few months out now. Not quite the last minute uh, dot com. Well, definitely the last minute dot com. You, you, you certainly would say um, thanks very much, but no, I, I am busy tomorrow. But uh, no, for and of course the other trick I have to get in is um, engage a wedding planner. We're sure to keep you on budget and uh, save you lots of pounds and good negotiating skills, and not to mention the stress and all of the hours. I mean, on top, I suppose of. But people, the initial, but the money you pay out, but the hours that go into a wedding for any couple who in this current who have to take days off, hours off, all of that. So there's a lot uh, to, I suppose, be said to. Do, do you reckon then that couples would save your fee by Absolutely. employing? Yeah, 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 yeah. They, they, they could. Yeah, yeah. Um, between overall, absolutely, yes, right. they would. And uh, yeah, and I suppose it's a testament to say that. The couples engaging wedding planners um, has increased. I think we're up, we're up twenty in the twenty percent now. While we, we mm. would have come from very low base. So. Right. So we're chatting to Michelle McDermott, Limerick wedding planner from Dream Irish Weddings, and uh, Sean Daly, I mentioned from Hotel Woodstock, is with us as well. So, Sean, is it true? Is it fifty percent to the venue for a wedding? Sure, you cannot put a price on love. <laughs> that's the wrong way to look that's at it. And I'm Sean, totally from, from the videos I saw from Hotel Woodstock over lockdown, I think between yourself and your wife, that's very true. The love still lasts. And I'm chuckling away at your uh, ideal invite list of six six people in, in uh, January and uh, to, to get a very good deal. But the, the, I, suppose the whole, I should have thought of that myself. <laughs> yeah, the, the whole scene has changed since COVID. Uh, I mean, during COVID, we were used to dealing with weddings from two to eight to ten. Uh, and uh, it was a matter of kind of weeks and months you were arranging. I was at Celia Holman Lee's wedding fair in uh, Limerick Racecourse there last week, and you were talking to couples who were looking out as far as 2026. So you actually get a little bit of a kind of a shock there. But there is no doubt that weddings have got smaller uh, from the larger numbers pre-COVID. Uh, I think they're also going for extras and upselling. Uh, and, um, you know, throwing in a lot more in and, and making a bigger fuss out of the people that are actually going to the weddings. The days of the week has changed as well. Friday is now the most popular day to get married, would you believe it? Because a lot of people are actually doing two-day events, Saturday in second place. And uh, the months have, have moved slightly as well. Before it was July and August for sacrosanct, but June now has become the top month to get married Followed by July, August, September and December. The second day thing really fascinates me. I mean, you know, let's be honest here. Irish weddings, like, people aren't up for a huge amount on day two. Um, you know, from the lack of sleep, I mean, and all the dancing they would have done. Oh, and, day, day, day two can be a great day for but, the crack but, and the fun because there's no formalities or speeches. But, a lot but of I mean, could, could, you, could you not make a saving and say to, say to them, do you know what, look after yourselves on day two. Yeah, they could, but I suppose people want the party. I suppose they've been waiting long enough um, for the big day and, and uh, they want to go all out and go out with a bang. 
and, uh, and, and you know, throw as much at it as, as possible. Numbers have gone down, though, so maybe the money they're saving there is actually going into a day two and the extras in day one. But there's still very good value out there for, for weddings and uh, and packages. Usually the all-in price is probably the best value in terms of, you know, you get the meal, the wine, you know, all your drinks and the, the canopies and the, the bubbly and arrival. So, you know, there are very, very good value deals out there. So it's still relatively good value, value. but obviously you can go as high as you want in terms of uh, of your budget. You know, and I suppose the other thing you have to take into account as well is a lot more people give cash nowadays at weddings. So gone are the days of the iron and ironing board and the, the set of sheets and the china and that type of stuff. You know, a, a lot of people are giving cash so, you know, couples are probably taking that into account as well in terms of the funding of it. Right. Uh, we're chatting to Sean Lally from Hotel Woodstock in Ennis, obviously, and a lot of hotels, uh, a lot of weddings at that hotel, and Michelle McDermott, a wedding planner, as I mentioned, Joanne Madden from First Choice Financial Services in Limerick is uh, with us. So, are you going to be all romantic about this, or are you going to be hard-headed on <laughs> things like the budget? Hard-headed on the budget. And I think, actually, even to throw a spanner in the works, I think, like, I've seen, we'll say, um, certain clients will say, we'll even tell you that um, once you do go over a certain uh, number, it is all profit. So we'll say you're going to be spending so much on your dress, so much on your band, so much on everything else, and you're going to have a you know a set price per person at the venue or the hotel. So whatever capacity that can hold, a lot of people will say, well, if you get up to the capacity, you know whether you have 150 or 250 people, everything over 150 can tend to you know be a little bit more into the profit because it's kind of self-funding itself then at that Exp- stage. Sorry, just how? In what way? So we'll say you, you have your dress and all your right, other expenditure yes. anyway and the price per the meal, a lot of people are going to give you cash as a gift anyway so they're going to cover oh, themselves excellent. in the cash for the I gift. See, the presence you mean. So, so the I presence see. is your profit, you know, after a certain number. So you should a thousand people, you yeah, cover the whole wedding. <laughs> and your honeymoon on the whole and a deposit on the house maybe even. <laughs> but um, yeah, so, so like I suppose that's been some people's experience as well and I suppose that's been a lot of the move towards cash as well with people giving I, presents well, well, cash. You, I'll come back to you in a second but just mm. Michelle I mean like, you know what are guests handing over these days like, what's the what's the story on the old present yeah yeah it's, it's, it, yeah, it's it, exactly they do pay I think for their seat on the day put it that way so yeah anything I suppose 150 per head up and, and, and would it be I mean it's cash you know Yes, yeah, yeah, so, uh, definitely, yeah. R- Rather than what, because they don't know what present to buy or people don't have the wedding yeah, gift so, yeah, list? Gifts or? Are, yeah, that's because everybody has, you know, lots of their houses already bought and furnished and kitted out. So the majority are, are donating towards the honeymoon and there are some even online versions of that so that they can get, can just go online. Are you and, serious? Uh, yeah, 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 uh, pay towards the honeymoon. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and d- so the couple would have that up there somewhere? Pay for our trip to Antarctica? Absolutely. That's brilliant. Like a GoFundMe yeah. page for the honeymoon. <laughs> and it's called yeah, that yeah, in America. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> right, and, and um, Joanne, so the tendency here is, is that going in that direction? Going in that direction as well, yeah, absolutely. A donation for, for, for their honeymoon and they'll give a link. For I can hear Sean can... Lally silently cheering in the background yeah. there. <laughs> 
No, I'm laughing, Joe. You've gone from your ideal wedding being six in January now to a thousand in January. So you get the keen price, <laughs> off uh, off peak price, and you get a thousand people paying cash. So the the deposit for the house is actually sorted as well as the honeymoon. Well, well I'm telling you, I'm, I'm only a few years too late for all of this. Uh, <laughs> to be to be honest. So what? Renewal of vows, Joe. Renewal of vows. Renewal, oh, it's a good one. Yeah. Renewal of vows. Invite everybody. But tell me, Joanne. I mean, what else would you do? Uh, as Michelle pointed out, obviously starting with a proper budget. budget yeah, <clears throat> absolutely. And there's plenty of lenders that will give you a short-term personal um, financial loan as well that you can use that then. And then when you cash in on the wedding day, you know, you can you can pay, you know, the balance off the hotel and then redeem the balance then to your um, to the hotel uh, or, or for your loan. But um, in addition to that, I suppose, uh, taking out wedding insurance, that's, you know, a good, good advice as well. And um, also using... What would that cover in general? Um, so it can, it can cover um, what you call it, if if an unforeseen event happened, like COVID, I suppose. You know, in the past now they probably have a clause in to to remove something like that. But previously people had that, or else like if you had paid a deposit for your wedding dress, and there'd be a long lead in time for your wedding dress as well. So if you had, and maybe that, and this has happened, we've we've seen this in the past as well, that the the wedding dress um, um, retailer has gone out of business then you would be covered to get your, you know, your deposit or, or if you, you, you may have paid for it up front if there's a lead in time uh, for the dress. So you'd get things like that back as well. Um, or if something happened with your venue and your venue weren't, you know, maybe they had a kitchen fire or something last minute and they weren't able to hold your your um, your your wedding. So, and there's different layers of that insurance that you can get. So you can get a basic package and then you can get, you know, the more you want to spend, you can, you can get all the bells and whistles in that insurance package. Michelle, in your experience, have we caught up now with the COVID cancelled weddings at this stage? Yes, Joe. Uh, based on our return, definitely we we finished up in in the end of twenty twenty two for actual people who had postponed. However, what I would say is twenty twenty three is very very busy because couples had to kind of hold off. They didn't even book who got engaged during COVID. So, and twenty twenty three is going into twenty twenty four is looking like another boom year um, for weddings. So, some couples who want to get married in twenty twenty three who just got engaged, say end of twenty twenty two and things like that, and would have gone with twenty three couldn't get a venue and things like that. So, they have moved to twenty twenty four as well. So, twenty twenty three and sure. and generally speaking, rather than specifically, but generally, um, the the intention to get married survive COVID, if you see what I mean. Ah, it did. No, absolutely. And I, I think, though, what it also did was, and even uh, Sean mentioned there, that even the smaller numbers and stuff like that, it, I suppose I think it brought a little bit more emphasis to back to the real meaning of marriage and getting married. And it's about, you know, the couple and all their friends, their close friends and close family being together and having, you know, um, a party and a good fun and a celebration and the importance of people being able to be with them to celebrate this. So I think, yes, no, it, it definitely has. And, it, and Sean, I mean, are you past COVID when it comes to the weddings yourselves at Hotel Woodstock? Are they um, newer, fresher nuptials? <laughs> yeah, no, we are. We are pretty much gone. Last year washed out all of the, the whole COVID backlog. So 2023 is, is in like a normal regular year. For some reason, 2024 is shaping up to be extremely popular. Not quite sure what that is. And talking to a lot of my colleagues, they're saying the same thing as well. I don't think, say, from the hotel perspective, it, 23 will never be as strong as 22 because you, you virtually had three years' weddings um, packed into 2022 that were getting married midweek and wherever they could find space. So 
there was a huge pressure there. Um, so people are planning much further out now. And the other change we find as well is a lot more people are actually getting married in the hotel, the venue, as opposed to the church. And it must be up to about 50% at the moment. So this is a kind of a huge trend change as well over the last number of years. So the full day is at the, actually at the venue. Right. So, Joanne, I mean, I know this depends on the size of the wedding as you explained all of that detail, but like, what are we talking about now? I mean, are we talking about 20 grand for a wedding? Are we talking 30, 40? Yeah, I'd say it's closer to probably the 30, excluding the honeymoon, you know, between uh, all the all the bits between, you know, the price of the band, the photographers, and um, the, the wedding dress, the rings, the venue. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, the champagne reception uh, or whatever it is. And Would yeah. you agree with that, Michelle? Oh, absolutely, yes, it is. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely um, just up around the 29, 30,000 as the average. Um, right. And, and, and is, is that at the 100 guests, 150 guests? What? Yeah, 100, 100, well, 140 guests is, which is the average coming out there at that for about 30. But I mean, after that, Joe, the sky, as you can appreciate, is the limit. Oh, yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Fireworks and, you know, planes passing with the names of the couple on it and. You know, boat trips yeah. and yeah, yeah, and we're all off to Vegas for the weekend. Is the after party all that party. stuff? Exactly. Yeah. So there's, yeah, there's, uh, the sky is the limit on, on what you can spend. But at the end of the day, I suppose everybody—it's all relative to what budget you have and yeah. to try and. And and Sean, you know, because I know in your heart this means a lot to you. This question: What's love got to do with it? I sure love is everything. You know, uh, like marriage is still a huge, huge thing. It's a huge thing in Ireland. And Michelle mentioned about the family celebrations there earlier. I think during COVID, people realise how important those days out actually are. Uh, and uh, people getting together, you know, get, uh, and with their friends. So if anything, it's probably a bigger deal than ever it was before now. Um, so, you know, weddings are... You know, the only thing I would say, though, I mean, like, there is still a lot of social pressure around weddings in Ireland, isn't there, to you invite everyone in the neighbourhood slash parish slash community and aunts you haven't seen in, you know, 30 I, I th- years and all I th- that stuff. I, th- I think it's changed a little bit, though. And I think people have looked at it from a different perspective during COVID and it, I think it's more streamlined now down to being the family and close friends. That's what we find anyway with the couples that we're talking to. That's that's what's most important to them. Whereas before, yeah, the, the world and the mother were going to the to wedding parties. Whereas, no, that's that has certainly tightened up a good bit. So people yeah. look at it through different eyes nowadays. Uh, the other thing, Joanne, is I mean, how far out should you start saving for a wedding? Well, I suppose as soon. Well, your 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 fiance surely has has started before he pops the question because he's uh, has going to have an outlay up straight away. That wasn't my experience. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember doing any saving. <laughs> so I suppose it, it generally, I suppose people once they once they get engaged, they really have their 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 sights on it then, and they start the the budget and uh, start realistically saving for it and stuff as well. But um, and I suppose like even you know just to bring it back even from a, a mortgage perspective as well, like even when you are lodging those kind of lump sum cashes in either for your your lodgements or your expenses, you should always just be sure to um, note it on your in your account when you're making the lodgement that it's wedding expense or wedding gift or whatever, just for when people the next thing people tend to do after weddings is um, if they don't have it already is uh, the house purchase or whatever so it is good just to have them referenced on your bank statement uh, as well, clearly because I suppose like when you go back then 
you you'll have questions and people don't always tend to remember what the what some of the one some of the transfers and, oh, and lodgements I, and stuff I are. And like you know and, you can't you, be, I need to persuade the bank that yeah, you're because not going you can't to be spending say, this all the time. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. That it, that it's one one off both ways, the expenses and the lodgements. So you can't say, oh yeah, I'm I'm able to save a thousand a month. Oh, that month I saved five thousand. What was that? Oh no, that was a gift I got from my parents for the wedding or, you know, that it was that's something more specific point. like that. Never, yeah. never, would never have thought of that. And that's why you're the expert, of course. Uh, <laughs> Michelle, um, what's fashionable then for weddings in 2023 in general? What are the trends? Because I'm fascinated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suppose things, um, the, uh, what is coming in, I suppose, it's, it's a budgetary matter as well, are e-invitations. So, uh, Joe, you'll be familiar with the invitation coming in the post in the in the lovely envelope. Well, they're starting to maybe move a little uh, left, so to speak, and couples are now doing what we call e-vites instead of uh, the the um, more traditional uh, one, and I suppose it, it works. And also, sustainability is certainly starting to play um, a role in um, weddings. And couples are being more conscious of even down to their flowers, how they can reuse from ceremony to reception, and can they be reused if they're having a party the next day? And you know, can the people who live locally maybe bring them home at the end of the night? And all of those uh, sort of things. So sustainability and um, is is definitely coming through, and even you know, starting to think about their dresses. I've had. One bride who bought now a cultural dress in New York, but it was a second-hand dress um, that she bought. So the, all of that is starting to uh, come in, which um, is, is, I suppose, uh, good to see. Um, and is it a misnomer to suggest that men aren't interested in the fashion and the clothes and the groom and, and, and all of that? I mean, it, is a lot of money being spent on that, you know, because obviously traditionally people thought of the wedding dress. Oh, we have very dapper uh, grooms-to-be, which is great, and who put um, a lot of thought and uh, effort into it as well and getting themselves and their, their boys all decked out. So, now, it probably will never, most cases, it won't be as expensive as the dress, but um, he still, you know, does take time over it and uh, particularly if you're going to decide to buy a suit or even hire. Mm. There's such great selection now uh, uh, available for the men to hire. Yeah. Uh, and... What's being spent on engagement rings and wedding rings these days? Um, engagement rings, I suppose, are anything from two and a half, three thousand up to. <laughs> dare we say the sky again is the limit? And um, the wedding rings um, could be, I would be usually a little bit, obviously, less than the um, engagement, and you get two for the price of one, I suppose, on the wedding rings. But like a um, couple of grand, is it or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you could be. It was a few little uh, diamonds on the the wedding band or whatever, you know. Right. So but the, but yeah. the the engagement ring could be twenty, thirty, forty grand. Just cost the wedding. Well, it could be from three. No, I know from three up. What the sky is the limit, um, depending on um, what they go for after that. And I suppose. So it maybe be, would it be people swanning around Limerick with engagement rings on worth a hundred grand? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows, Joe? It could well be. Neighbors. All 
Alrighty. Well, I think that puts a galloping stop to this conversation. But uh, very, very interesting stuff, I have to say, both on trends and costs. So save and budget. Very, very important. No question uh, about that. And thank you very much, the three of you, uh, for giving us that sense of what's happening in 2023 and beyond when it comes to weddings in the Limerick region. Sean Lally from Hotel Woodstock uh, in Ennis. Michelle McDermott, Limerick wedding planner from Dream Irish Weddings. And thank you in the studio to Joanne Madden from First Choice Financial Services. Your views.